You're listening to a podcast from Oasis Church Bath. To find out more about us, visit our website at www.oasisbath.org. Thank you. And it has been a real pleasure working with the young people in this church over the last three years that we've been involved here. Um, And um, both downstairs um, on a Sunday morning and also on the youth micro hub in the last year or so as well. And of course, it's been a very strange three years for everyone, really. Or The last few years has been very strange for all of us in different ways, and particularly for young people as well, with schools being open, schools being closed, uh, education being online, um, and uh, learning in different ways. It has been a challenge um, for young people, so it's been great um, to be able to engage with the youth from this church, um, particularly with the micro-hub in the last uh, year or so as well. And I have to say, from my point of view, I've probably learned just as much from the young people as they've hopefully learned from us as well. Um, so it's, 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 it's much more of a two-way conversation, um, what we do in Oasis here. It's, it's not about us teaching and saying, this is what it's like, this is how it is. It's much more about a conversation um, and um, engaging in what's important to them, what's important to us, um, and how that relates to our faith as well. Um, and. I've been humbled, I think, by the answers that the young people have given um, in our micro-hub. Unfortunately, not everybody can be here this morning, um, which is a shame, but we do have Jacob and we do have James, um, representative of the young people um, from the youth micro-hub this evening. Um, It's quite good, actually, because Jacob is uh, relatively new to the church in the sense that being here the same sort of length as myself, um, and James um, has been here a lot longer. Um, and therefore has a sort of reflective of how things have changed across the years as well. So it's a really good combination. Uh, but we also have Rhiannon as well, um, who is, has given some of her answers um, on video. Um, so we'll be playing in some of her answers as well to some of the questions that we've got. Um, on the tables, you will find that there are some yellow post-it notes, which have got lines on like school paper. Um, and the idea of those is that um, we'd encourage you to write some words of encouragement for the young people of the micro hub and also our Sunday mornings here as well. So just, just some words of encouragement and you can be thinking about that throughout the service this morning as to what you might like to write on it and then there'll be an opportunity a bit later on to bring those forward and place it uh, amongst the sort of display at the front which represents a little bit of what young people might be um, uh, encouraged by, including the toaster which is significant um, as we'll discover a bit later on. Um, so use the yellow post-it notes for that purpose. And there's also some white cards as well, the sort of white revision exam cards. Um, On those ones, I'm going to encourage you to um, write any other questions that you'd like to ask this this morning that haven't been answered already. So if there's any other questions, um, James and Jacob have very bravely said they're happy to take questions in that way. Um, So um, if there's anything that you'd like to ask that you haven't asked already, then um, do use the white cards and we'll collect those in in the break and ask those questions as well. So that's kind of how it's going to work this morning. Feel free to wander around, feel free to get more tea and coffee and to help yourself to the the goodies on the table as well. And we're going to start with our first question, which Gabby's got. So the first question, and we're going to start off easy and light, is what are your interests and hobbies? Yep. Um, So some of my hobbies include um, drama and musical theatre. That's really my passion and um, some of the hobbies I like to do. I also like art and um, creative stuff, so things like that. Yeah. 
Yeah, I'm very much the computer guy. I like gaming, I like coding, all that kind of stuff. But I also do a bit of Warhammer, which is like painting little models and playing it like a board game. I think it's great the different types of interests that we have. And if we went through the, the rest of the MicroHub as well, we'd find different interests and different hobbies and, and different pastimes. That's great. Um, on a Sunday morning, we meet downstairs. Um, the toaster is significant in this. You can perhaps tell us why the toaster is significant and why that's here this morning. Um, but what's, what, what do we do on a Sunday morning? What happens on a Sunday morning downstairs? Well, we go downstairs and we, we sometimes come a bit early and then there's toast there and which we can have and we just chill out. And then when it gets to the actual service, we'll, uh, like a session, we'll go through and um, talk about a theme and we'll talk about scripture, but then we'll also discuss what it means to each of us and how we could interpret that scripture. Excellent. This is where we introduced Rhiannon as well. Um, so Rhiannon's got an answer to that question as well. When we go downstairs, um, for the first part it's called toast. So we go downstairs and we eat toast and we just like chat. And then also in our sessions downstairs, we, um, we talk about like current issues in the world and we relate that to the Bible, um, which is always really interesting. And we also play games. There's a football table, and we do like double and uno. Um, so it's really fun. Rihanna will be back a bit later as well. And then every other week we have our micro hubs. And yeah, would you guys like to say what we do at the micro hubs? Uh, so when, when we arrive, we, we again just chill out for a bit. But then we will we'll have a theme, we'll go through. But not so much scripture in this one, it's more how we believe the Bible says it, this and how God wants us to do stuff. So we've done stuff like progressive theology and all that kind of stuff. Some examples of like what we, how we do that in the sessions is sometimes we um, have like cards with questions on that we'll go around and... Um, talk about what we think to the what we think and what our answers would be um and sometimes we in the past we've had like uh newspapers that we've had to talk about um what we thought and how we can relate that to our faith um of stuff that's been going on around the world yeah some of the conversations we have are always really interesting so those have been some of my favorite sessions but Rhiannon also answered this question in MicroHub, which is usually a smaller gathering than the normal Sunday youth gatherings, um, we talk about like global events that are going on, and sometimes we have newspapers and we can read the headlines, so we get many different viewpoints of what's going on. And we can also like talk about that and relate that to the Bible, which is always really interesting. So that's a little bit about what we do on both MicroHub and on a Sunday morning. This is where it gets a bit more complicated now. I'm going to ask you some more difficult questions now, okay? Um, so, how has the church changed? This is one particularly for James and Rhiannon. Um, so, how has the church changed, James? Well, it's, it's changed a lot. When, it's because I've been here since I was very, very young, like a toddler. And in those days, it was very much a you know, bog-standard church, we didn't have, we still didn't have pews, but we all sat, sat did worship and all that kind of stuff. But um, there was a lot of youth, uh, like young people back then. And then um, as it's gone on, we kind of reduced in size. And then 
a couple years ago, just before COVID, we came across Oasis. Um, we chose to join Oasis eventually, and that really saw our church change a lot. And we became much more informal, a lot more inclusive, and all that kind of stuff, yeah. Is it a good change, do you think? Very much a good change. Yeah, good. I'm glad you said that. <laughs> Rhiannon's got an answer as well. So how has the church changed? As a young person who's grown up through the church and been able to see it before it was Oasis, I definitely say the church has grown a lot more. There's a lot more people that come. Um, and there's also new opportunities for young people, um, like Microhub and Sofa Sundays. It's always interesting to hear the young person's perspective of how churches are. Um, so the next question is, what is different about Oasis? Um, so for me especially, it feels a lot more um, inclusive and welcoming, um, especially because um, like we're quite new here and new to the um, church compared to some other people perhaps. Um, and yeah, it's just been really welcoming and inclusive so yeah the biggest difference i found was going from a very um local church to being part of this whole global family and that was very different but also very nice because you got to meet people who weren't just in bath that kind of lifestyle you got also got to meet people who are in london and everywhere else in the um, world and in the uk yeah that's very true <laughs> We talk about progressive theology in Oasis, um, so we're getting onto the real deep stuff now. Um, so I want to find out about your understanding of progressive theology and, and why it's important. Um, Rhiannon's going to answer it first, though, on this one, if that's all right. To me, personally, progressive theology is really important because as a young person in a world that's changing really quickly, it's really important to stick to the morals of the Bible, um, but also have a modern viewpoint, because obviously... Times have really changed since when it was written to the world we live in now. Yeah, um, uh, I think that it's very important to see how the Bible was written in context and what that context applies to today because back in, back in those days, it was much, much different from what we are now. And also over the years, the Bible has been twisted and contorted in order to put down certain minority groups and we need to understand how that's been done and what the original meaning of the Bible was in the context of our modern lives. You got anything to add to that, Jacob, about how we read the Bible and how we see progressive theology? Um, yeah, just the same, same sort of thing that, um, that it was, just to obviously we need to remember that when the Bible was written, it was years and years ago that it wasn't, it's not like it was just written yesterday and, you know, times have changed and, you know, so, you know. It's important to look at more, also like modern, you know. Things. So picking it up and just reading it like it was a book that was written last week doesn't really do justice to the to the to the Bible. And that, um, we, I've been really impressed in our micro hubs as to how the young people really have got that. It really just makes sense completely. And there's, there's almost like no question that, that that we have to read it differently. We have to look differently, and to um, view our context and, and things like that. And how, like you say, James, how how the Bible's been misused in the past um, to uh, to put down different groups um, and continues to be used in that way today, unfortunately, in different places. So. 
uh, really appreciate our conversations that we've had along those lines. Yeah, I think James once said that when you read a Bible, you have to remember that you're reading someone's interpretation of it. And I thought that was like a really good way to, of putting it. We did do a, a session. Do you remember the session we did when um, we took some different Bible passages and we, we talked about whether these were literal passages that we, we, should, we, we need to translate literally or whether we need to um, rethink them and think about how those, the context and, and how we how we view those. Um, I don't know if you want to say, James, anything on, on that or... No, 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 fair enough, yeah. But it was interesting how, um, yeah, the young people were very open to questioning some of these passages, which sometimes us as adults struggle with sometimes because we've been brought up in a t- with a different type of theology. Um, but for I was impressed in that group how, um, yeah, it was just a, an exercise that was uh, something that was very familiar to you. So now we're getting a bit more personal. And the question is, what is it like being a person of faith at school? It's very, very interesting because being Christian or being of any faith is definitely not the majority anymore. It's very much, I know a few friends who are Christian and a couple of teachers, and that's it. So it's more become a, oh, that's a side fact about my life, rather than I'm actively going out and talking to mates about Christianity and stuff stuff like that, but I don't hide the fact I'm Christian, but I also don't go around preaching the fact I'm Christian either. I think Rhiannon also has an answer to this question. So to be a person of faith in secondary school, I'm in year nine at the moment, and the majority of my friend group isn't Christian, but I wouldn't say that sets me apart, and I have lots of other Christian friends outside of school. Um, And it's also quite interesting in lessons such as RPE, which is religion, philosophy and ethics, to have conversations with teachers and like my peers that can challenge my beliefs, but also help me like explore. So it's quite interesting. Yeah, I found that answer interesting actually about the exploration, because when I was at school, I went to a Catholic school. Because of the type of theology that we were taught, it was like you never wanted to speak about it because people were just bashing you with like, this is a sin. So it's nice to see that now it's more personal and more relational and like you can choose to talk about it or not. So yeah, that's good. Jacob's home educated, so uh, as a different, we'll have a different take on it. I don't know if it's uh, not quite so significant for you, that question maybe, but in other contexts maybe when you meet other people? Yeah, so... Um... Yeah, so like you said, obviously I don't go to school, so I can't really explain what I have at school. But um, like when I'm meeting up with some of my friends and some things like that, um, I don't really feel like like it's um, some of them know that I'm that I have faith, and some people don't. Um, but I don't really feel like it would be that big of an issue if I explained my views and like things like that well that brings us nicely on to the next question about what what issues are important to you at the moment so what issues um jacob let's start with you what what issues are important to you um so definitely like um one thing that's very important to me is um inclusivity in terms of like lgbtq and um yeah um and you know you're very safe to say that. yeah yeah um um, yeah, um, a lot of my friends are LGBTQ and it's been really, 
you know, really sad to hear some of the things that they've had to go through um, in, in their life. And they have told me some quite hard and some quite um, distressing stories um, that they've had to experience in their life. Um, and so, yeah, that's probably the main um, issue that I'm, you know, want the want to be resolved and want the world to, you know, change. Thank you, Jacob. That's a really honest answer. Thank you. Yeah, I agree fully with what Jacob said. It's all about inclusion. In no matter what um, differences there are between us, at the end of the day, we're all human. So we all deserve to be treated the same. Yeah, and I think this ties on to the next question about social media, um, which I'll let you guys answer. But I guess it's a good platform to share things that you're passionate about. So what is it like growing up with social media? Um, so I use social media quite a lot. Um, and I think the way that I use it and the way that I, um, what I use it for, um, I think it's, um, a, a better way to sort of, um, get word out into the world and to receive wor words like and more understanding of different people and their feelings and things like that. Um, obviously there's some ways that it can, social media can be used in a not as good way, but I feel like there's a good balance nowadays on social media of um, support of a supportive network. Um, and yeah, so. I think that's, you know, quite helpful. Thank you. I think, um, yeah, Rhiannon also had an answer for this. Growing up with social media, I've never really known a world without social media. Um, but although it's a controversial topic, I would, I would say it has a lot more positives in my life than negatives, because it's really useful to, like, connect with friends and also for schoolwork, to message teachers online about homework or something, so it's really, really useful for me. Um, I would also say it's amazing because it raises awareness. For instance, like, an important topic that needs to be talked about, like Black Lives Matter or something, things can go viral and then millions of people can see it in, like, hours or even minutes. So it's really good for helping the world progress, like, really quickly. But there is also, obviously, lots of negatives to social media. Um, such as bullying and stuff, and how things can blow up so quickly because so many people can see things when things go viral. But overall, I think, I mean, it's a very new phenomenon and it's quite exciting to see where it will lead us in the future. Sorry. <laughs> I just wanted to say that I've noticed a difference in your generation with social media about how they're very aware of a lot of different topics, especially like when it comes to mental health we've spoken about on our Sundays or the micro hubs. They have a lot more coping mechanisms or even just the acceptance that it's okay, which I didn't have when I was younger. And although social media can be bad, but it can also be good because it allows people to see that everyone goes through things. And so I definitely noticed that you guys are way ahead than I was at your age. <laughs> and I love the 
acceptance of the, 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 the good things about social media, the things that it really brings you and the, 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 the open views and the um, discussions that you can have via social medias, but also balancing that with the, the challenges as well as to um, uh, the difficulties that come with it, but, but really recognising the positives in it as well as the dangers as well. That's great. Um, this is an interesting question because you both had different experiences of Bath. Um, James, you've lived here. Is it, is it all your life or...? All my life, Yeah, yes. all your life, yeah. Um, so, James, you've lived here all your life, and um, Jacob um, has moved around um, from... We were born in Manchester, um, lived in Worcester for a bit, and um, is now in Bath. So you've got experience of different places. Probably can't remember Manchester much, but um, um, certainly Worcester um, and now Bath. So you've got different takes, really, on, on what's, what's good about being in Bath, what's, what's good about being in this city. I mean, I can't really talk on living on anywhere else because I obviously haven't. But it's very nice and small, so you can get across from places. It's a very beautiful city. And there's also a lot of um, different facilities around for different stuff. We, we're also pretty fortunate that we've got quite a good school system around here and all that kind of stuff. What about you, Jacob? Sort of new views of coming to Bath? Yeah, so um, I think since coming to Bath... I've made, I've, um, obviously when we first moved here, it was during the, like, just before the lockdowns. And so at first it was quite hard to um, explore new places. Um, but in the recent year, I've become quite familiar with a lot of places in Bath, especially um, the, like in the centre, because um, I do a drama group at the Egg Theatre. Um, and I've made quite a good network of friends there. Um, and so, you know, we, um, it's given me quite a good um, independence um, because I can just, you know, it's easy to get into different places in Bath. So I can just, you know, go into town or, you know, so it's quite easy to find my way around. Great. Okay, so now this is Pride Month. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what does inclusion mean to you? Um, so inclusion to me means you know, just acceptance and everyone welcome and not um, not judging other people and just accepting that if that's who they are, then that's who they are. Um, and, yeah, so just... And also being you in terms of, like, um, you know, being yourself and not being afraid to um, show that to the world. And I hope you don't mind me saying, but your um, friends with the Egg Theatre Group um, have been really significant, haven't they, in this in this in this aspect? Yeah. So, um, like I said earlier, a lot a lot of them are LGBTQ, and so um, they, yeah, they've um, we've got a, there's quite a good um, support there, and with lots of young people, um, and yeah, so they um, teach sort of like. Um, not taught, not taught, but like because I did know obviously a lot about it before, but um, showing me more examples of how to be, you know, um, inclusive and yeah. Great, thank you. Anything else to add to that? No, I think what Jacob says summed up pretty well. So we've talked about inclusion. We've talked about um, progressive theology. One of the other um, significant um, points for us as a Oasis church is about being an informal church. 
Um, and I guess, James, you may have seen some changes in the church over the years as well. And Jacob, from other churches you've been at as well. What does it mean to be an informal church? Well, as you were saying earlier about us being able to discuss for theology and see how we put it in our um, everyday lives, I think being an informal church is very important about that because we're not just having one person up at the front every week preaching to us, and that is the theology we follow. We have different people up doing different um, speeches and stuff like that, and then we all do discussions, and we see what works best for us, not just what works best for the church as a whole or what works best for the minister. Good answer. about Jacob? Um, yeah, I really like the sort of take on informal church. I think it works really well... Um, yeah, and I guess to me, it's um, church feels more like like this. Like it should be more like um, different people speaking and do, you know not sitting in rows. And I feel like yeah, that's um, I really like the sort of take on different types of churches. Excellent. Yeah, I guess the informal setting kind of gives you space to be more yourself. Uh, and be different, which I think Rhiannon has something to say on that as well. Inclusion is really important, especially in church, which is the one place where everyone should be welcomed. And that's what I think is really great about Oasis Bath, um, because we kind of make it our priority to be really inclusive to all groups of people. Excellent. So what about the about other people's perceptions of young people, so uh, adults' perceptions of young people. Um, what do you think the biggest myths are about young people today? And are they true as well? <laughs> yeah. Um, so I think a lot of the... I think some myths that I've heard or seen is that, like, um, people have the view that we're quite um I don't know how to put this um I don't know like um um <laughs> that we are quite like self-involved and that we don't um that we don't you know um have you know network or connections and I think that's you know not necessarily true because we you know we're able to you know and express our opinions and things like that. So the sort of idea that perhaps people think it's all about you and about your world and, and, and not sort of, I, I hope I'm not putting words in your mouth, um, but um, that, that you're not, it's, it's all about yourselves and, and you're not so interested in other people. Is that the sort of thing you're trying to say there? Yeah, I think so, especially um, like being here, I've noticed that everyone, yeah, like in the micro hub and things like that, have been very like, you know, welcoming and inclusive. Um, and so that's, yeah, one of the things that... Um, so you want to say that's a big myth, that's that a, it's, it's that, not all about self-interest? Yeah. yeah, yeah, great. Uh, there's the other one, which is that we're all just on our phones all the time. We're not co um, connecting with anyone else. But it, we are. We're connecting in our ways through um, social media, through just texting. And we also do um, connect with people a lot at school and stuff like that. It's just our way of socialising with the people we know is a lot different from um, your generation's ways of socialising. 
Yeah, although I guess everybody here's probably got a mobile phone with them and uh, possibly some on the table as well, so um, and that's and to be encouraged. Um, so um, um, so a, a myth anyway that it's all about sort of on the mobile phone and, and actually you're saying actually that's not necessary that you're not engaging. Um, so it's important not to make those jumps and to make those judgments. Um, we're going to take a break um, for a few minutes, um, so give you opportunity to refresh your cup of tea, coffee, um, and um, to, to give those cards, the white cards, which have got the questions for the young people. Um, if you haven't written anything already, then just a few moments to write a question you'd like to ask the young people, and we'll gather those in, and we'll ask those in the next section, if that's okay. So five-minute break, and then we'll be back again with your questions. Okay, we've got some good challenging questions then. Um, I'm going to jump in with probably one of the most challenging ones. Um, so this is um, relating to some of the conversations we've had in MicroHub, actually. Um, when you read a passage in the Bible that says such, something like, um, any man who sleeps with another man like a woman shall be stoned. Uh, I think that's throwing stones rather than the other definition of stones. Um, <laughs> <laughs> That'd be an interesting interpretation of the Bible passage, actually. Wouldn't it? <laughs> maybe, we, maybe we've been interpreting that one all wrong all this time. Um, how does that make you feel? Um, well, I, I have a counter passage to that one, which is Jesus said, He who is without sin cast the first stone. If being homosexual is a sin, we have all sinned. We're not perfect. So why should we judge someone else for sinning when we do it ourselves? Jacob, do you want to say something on that? Um, yeah, similarly to what we said and what we said earlier about it being written in a different context in a different time period, that um, how, the, how, views have changed, how the views of the people back then obviously have changed for now. It's a lot the world is a lot of a different place now, so it's not, like, not really, I guess, fair to sort of take the word, take it word for word, what it said, you know, back then. Yeah, I mean, if you take that literally, that, that particular verse, then you're, you're condemning um, somebody from um, being, um, sleeping with somebody of the same sex, um, but you're saying it's okay to stone them to death. Um, well, that clearly doesn't seem to make much sense, really, does it? So clearly, we have to do some interpretation anyway, don't we? Because we're saying that actually we're not going to stone someone for, for anything, really, are we? So in, in our context. So we're already making a judgment on that, that text, aren't we? We're already saying something that, that actually um, isn't right on that text. Um, and therefore, we've got to do the work on the rest of the verse as well, and we can see that into context and, and what was happening at the time and, and what that verse might have been about. Um, and whether it actually relates to the same sort of thing we're talking about today or not. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the next question is, what difference would it make to your life if Oasis Church Bath didn't exist? No pressure. Oh. <laughs> I mean, I can say right now my life would be way, way different because I have probably spent months of my life in services of this church <laughs> um, but I, I think it would be different, but not exactly completely different. Because I think I'd still be Christian. It would just I'd be in a different setting, and I have been to churches in other settings, and I have partaken in services. So I think I'd be f okay, but I just wouldn't be the same Christian I am 
today. Okay, great. I just love the idea of you jotting down the number of hours and sort of writing down some... <laughs> that was an <laughs> estimate, that wasn't exact. <laughs> How many hours have I, have I given to this over the years? Has it been worth it? <laughs> Jacob, do you want to say anything about that one? Um, yeah, so... Um, I think... I think it would be... I think if I hadn't come to Oasis, um, I think my life would have been different in terms of, like... Um, I don't know, like, maybe um, I wouldn't have the same... exact same um, idea that church doesn't have to be... that church doesn't have to be formal. Um, and I guess seeing you know, seeing it being like this, um, you know, is really helpful. Um, and the church can be somewhere which can be accepting and affirming. Yeah, um, I think also with our discussions that we've had in the micro hubs, um, especially, um, it's really been really useful um, to like hear other people's opinions and things like that. Um, and it's really like helped me grow my sort of like idea of who I am and things like that. Excellent. Good. Can I do one? Yeah, go and go for it. If you were start starting a brand new way of doing church, what would you want it to be focused on? I mean, it's all what we were saying earlier and that's discussion. It's all got to be based around what um, figuring out what we think it is, not just taking it for the literal fact. We've got to understand how it's written in context and all that kind of stuff and how it applies to us. This question throws it back, really, um, to other people here. Um, how can the older folk engage with young people and do you want us to? <laughs> I mean, I'm always open for, like, to talk to anyone, really, about anything, so... Um, yeah, just having a conversation can obviously be really helpful, I guess. Um, that would be my answer. Well, I think it's important for the youth to get together and discuss how their lives reflect with each other youth and all that kind of stuff. It is also very important for us to engage with you as a church because we can be very sheltered if we're just talking to other youth. We also need to understand what the whole church and just the older generation's view on these kind of things are. Yeah, I think there's different types of wisdom that come from different stages of life. So I think, yeah, mixing together is also good. Another question. How or if does your faith impact on your everyday behaviours, your day-to-day behaviours? Um, how or if do, is, is that different to those without faith? It's a big question. Um, I don't really think it affects my day-to-day -day life um, too much, really. Um, it's kind of just like a... It's kind of just like this is just one thing that I do. Like, sometimes I come to church on Sundays and, you know, it doesn't really have a big effect on anything else. Or, so it's kind of yeah. there, it's, it's not like this is, this is church, this is my faith and this is my rest of my life. It's all, it's all encompassed and it's all part of what you do and it's, yeah. it's not separatable. Yeah, it's sort of like, it can be, I can do, I can, it, I, I don't have to 
like follow a sort of strict sort of routine, I guess, I, it can be like quite flexible. You've got that flexibility to be who you are and that is perfectly okay in your faith as well. That's great. Yeah, yeah uh, I agree with what Jacob said. It doesn't really affect me. The only time I've ever really experienced it affecting me is when I'm trying to organise with something with mates and it's like, no, not Sunday morning. We can do any other time during the weekend or during the week, just not Sunday morning because that is my time for God and all that kind of stuff. Okay. One last question then, which um, was one of the ones that came in by email. It's, um, what is your hope for the church? <laughs> <laughs> we'll take notes. <laughs> I think the church is already in a very, very good place. It's already very inclusive, very dis um, discussion-focused. Um, yeah, I can't really think of anything which would improve it. But then again, I've only known uh, I've only known this church and I've only ever seen it improve so yeah I can't really think of anything which would be bad about it currently Jacob do you have anything um I'm guessing I mean I'm, the only thing I can think of really is um obviously the world is changing every day and so I think as long as it keeps up with the times type thing like it um you know grows and expands with how the world is growing and expanding, then if, as long as that happens, then, you know, that's all that we can hope for. I think that's a really interesting point, actually, that we've, we've come to the point where we are as church, and it's important that we don't just stay where we are now, that you're saying that actually the world continues to change and continues to evolve, and we have to keep up with that sort of um, um, change. Um, so that's a really good recognition. Thank you for that. And a reminder for us that we can't just sort of sit on our laurels and say, that's okay, we've got to where we are, um, and that's the end of it. We've got to continue to be... Relevant. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Shauna, has anything, Gabby, to the discussion we've had this morning? No, I agree. I think through this posture of working with the youth as well, I feel like I've grown a lot as a person. I've become, I don't know, I think, not that I was egotistical, but like they've humbled me in the sense of, I don't know, I think you kind of grow up thinking like, oh, they're just young people, but you guys, I know this is so generic, you're the future, but you really are, and I know a lot of people are worried, but I think we're actually heading in a really good direction, because I've, the way I've seen you guys talk, and your minds, and just everything has been amazing, and I really like this idea of continuous progress, and what's the word? Like changing with the times, but also just becoming better, and learning from our mistakes, and each other, so yeah. Yeah. And likewise, I'd say as well that, the, 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 I, I, like I said at the beginning, I've just been humbled by being with the young people of this church and um, uh, hearing the way they have relate to their faith and they re relate to their life together. And I, I love that idea of that actually all being encompassed and not uh, made to put into compartments. Um, I love that that sort of thing that actually what you uh, it's not just about coming to church. It's about it's about um, your your faith and life being all rolled into one, really. Um, and certainly, when we've had these sort of conversations, I think oh, there's just so much. That they, if, I, if only the adults could hear this as well. Um, so it's good that you've had that opportunity to to share this morning. It doesn't have to be. But is there anything else you think? Ah, we haven't had a chance to say that. Is there anything else you want to to jump in with? It doesn't have to be. But if there is anything else, no. Great. Um, 
in that case, on your tables, you've got some yellow post-it notes, which have got lines. It's a bit, bit stereotypical in terms of being like school-type um, lined paper. Um, but nevertheless, um, that was the idea, really. So the um, post-it notes there are an opportunity just to write some words of encouragement. Um, you can draw if you'd rather draw, if drawing's your thing, rather than writing. You can feel free to draw something on there um, or write some words of encouragement. It could be a prayer. It could be just some words of encouragement. Um, for the young people. Um, you can confer around the tables as well. You can uh, speak with each other about um, uh, what you'd like to say as a table maybe to the young people. And then I'm going to invite you um, to bring them up. Um, either somebody, just somebody from your table can collect them and bring them up together or you can bring them up individually, however you choose. Um, and to place them amongst the little display here at the front which has uh, some of uh, Jacob's uh, musical brochures in them um, and also... Um, uh, a gaming board to represent um, what you were saying, James, earlier on about um, uh, technology and, and using computers, etc. Um, the toasters there representing our, our times on a Sunday morning. And, I, and the weekly planner, I don't know if that's more for my benefit for yours, but <laughs> working out what you have to do during the week and things like that is, is, is a, yeah, it's, it's, it's a challenge to, to get those in, particularly sort of around exam periods and things like that. Um, and to be um, encouraging our young people around... Um, school and things like that is important as well, uh, particularly with exam periods. Um, I think, James, you've got is it your mocks at the moment, or? Uh, not exactly mocks, but practice exams. Practice exams. For GCSEs, yeah. Yeah, so things like that is, is important. I know a lot of the young people have just finished their GCSEs this week. Many young people finished their GCSEs this week. Ruben doesn't mind me saying Ruben finishes this week as well. So, um, um, uh, yeah, so it's a, it's a challenging time going through exam period for, for young people so um, uh, be thinking and praying for, for them and uh, for the next step as well as to what goes uh, what happens in September so um, just a few moments to write down on your post-it notes some words of encouragement um, we're going to have a song and during that song um, I invite you to come and, and place your post-it notes here and then we'll take those post-it notes back to Microhub um, and um, read them together um, to encourage each other at the next Youth Microhub. And I want to say thank you to Jacob and James and Rhiannon for being here today. Thanks, guys. And a big thank you to our youth leaders. Um, yeah. <laughs> You're listening to a podcast from Oasis Church Bath. To find out more about us, visit our website at www.oasisbath.org.